Welcome to the Black Men Think Podcast. If this is your first time here, know that the views and opinions expressed by the Black Men Think Podcast, are those of the Black Men Think Podcast and not the individual members. With that being said we're about to be unapologetically, undeniably black. Enjoy. So, hey, welcome to the Black Man Theme Podcast, right? So, you know how we start. I just got one question. All right. Get married with joint accounts or separate accounts? <laughs> well, you opening up a can of worms today, boy. I know, I know, ooh, I know. Ooh, that's a, ooh. Mm. This, I bet listeners' ears just perked up on that one. I bet they did. I bet they did. Because this, this is like a global controversy. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I've I've seen it, I've I've seen it many ways. I've obviously lived one of those experiences, and I'm, I I don't mind talking about that and why why I think it is ideal. Um, but man, there are wow, oh wow, we got to we got to open this one up on, on Clubhouse later. This this is a good yeah, debate. Yeah, yeah, that's a good that's a good question. Well, let, let me let me let me answer the question first, and and then okay. we could dive in. Um. Personally, for me, I think it's joint. I think it's joint accounts. Um, I view marriage as, as, as extremely sacred. You know, it's uh, it's not just the convenience of being in a, in a long relationship for a long time. You know, it's, it's literally a covenant um, before God, you know, to each other um, for, I mean, all the cliche stuff that you can think of that you say in your vows, you know? Right, right. Um, however it's real and i feel like if two people are committing to become one by putting a ring on a finger and saying like i do um i think everything should be one you know now it doesn't mean like you know you you have one account you know it doesn't mean you just have like you just throw everything i mean you can still be smart about your finances and you know set your savings and you know, your, your, your stocks and, you know, do all that stuff. But I just personally believe the best approach, the most selfless approach is to do it together. That's just my take. Hmm. No, I, I feel that. I, I think, um, and I wish I had someone um, on here tonight that can have an opposing position, but, I, no. but I'll, first I'll, I'll say my position and then we can play, you know, the other side. Yeah, so, yeah, so definitely, definitely. I, I agree with a lot of what you said. Um, I think joint accounts are the best way to go uh, simply because everything is on the table, right? Mm -hmm. There's no room for, and I don't want to use the word secrecy, but there's no room for miscalculation, right? So when when there's a joint account, you know what's what's coming in and you know what's coming out, right? And there's no, uh, there's no room for error, right? You can, you can see who's spending what, Right. Yep. And, and and for me, when I say that, that's one of those things where you can start to look at and recalculate your, your finances and, and find out like, OK. Hey, Jay, you um you you tend to go out to eat a little bit more than than my wife or you tend to do this or do that a little bit more. And so we can look at those things and fine tune what we have going on when it's coming out of one account. So mm-hmm. I personally feel like joint accounts are the way to go. Um, really from just from a uh, not even from a godly perspective just i'm saying like super practical 
for me, it just makes sense because we know where every dime is going, right? And so um, I can just share with you our setup, okay. how we do it, right? So we have a joint checking account, a joint savings account. I have my personal checking account mm-hmm. and my wife has her own personal checking account. And we also have a couple of other accounts, like another um, like uh, savings account that we use for our emergency savings and mm-hmm. you know saving for houses and, and things like that. So we have, we sure. have a couple of accounts, but all of those accounts, whether they are started by one person or the other, both of our names are on it. We both can access it. Right, right, right. You know, so it is a joint account for the for the sake of saying it. And so what we do is when we get paid, both of our um, checks go into our joint account. Mm-hmm. And from that point, we both um, have a designated amount that goes to our savings. And we also have a designated amount that we pay each other, right? Mm-hmm. And so for the savings company, we'll say like $100 or something like that, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, whatever our, you, Like, to, you know, you pay each other, you, you enjoy your, you know, fruits right. of your labor, for sure. Right, yeah. right. So this every this every two weeks or so. So what we established early on in our marriage is that like, hey, so we won't have any limitations or anyone feel like they don't have money to spend if we're going to do this joint checking and joint savings. Mm-hmm you're basically paying your yourself an allowance, so to speak. And whatever you want to do with that money is what you want to do with that money, right? Gotcha. So for the sake of this this example, if we both send each other $200 a, um, a month, mm-hmm. whatever you want to do with your $200, do. Like, go, you want to go out and eat and spend all your $200 on that. You want to go and buy shoes. You want to mm-hmm. go and buy clothes. Whatever you want to do with your money, that's your money going to do with it. If you want to invest mm-hmm. it, whatever you want to do with it, that's that's your bread to do with. But we have the, the the bulk of our money is going in our joint account and we can decide as a family what to do with that money. And so what that gotcha. did, that gave us an opportunity to have that financial freedom um, independently. Like you can go and do what you want to do with your money, but also it gave us some structure within our household. Um, and so that's what we decided to do. It's been working for us. You know what I'm saying? Like we've been married. Because <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I say it's been working for us because I understand that the world is different and people have different ideas. And, and I want to really preface this conversation by saying what works for you, what whatever that works best for you and your family, right. go with that, right? I mean, for sure. yeah. we're just giving our own opinions on this thing. But like whatever works for you and your family, fam, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know what yeah, I'm saying? But, absolutely. you know, that's that's what we do. And let's and let's and that's that's that, and thanks for sharing that because that's that's probably you know a very eye opening experience for somebody that might not be on that side of the spectrum. You know, maybe they haven't heard the uh, the detail you know that you mm-hmm. and your wife put into making sure that there's a clear picture of where the money is going, and there's right. also opportunity still to to enjoy. Because I think sometimes the perception is like when you're sharing your accounts that everything gets swallowed up by bills or responsibility basically as opposed right, to right, right, actually right. being able to enjoy it. So it's kind of cool to hear that y'all have, you know, basically like a fun account that you, you make mm. the money together, you know, don't matter who's making how, you know, more than the other person, but at the end of the day, you pay yourselves equally. You, you go and do whatever you want to with it as an individual that kind of right. keeps peace. Too. Let's look at like, like let's, let's kind of dive into maybe the perspective. Cause I know we both know people who, Right. don't have joint accounts you know what is working for them 
because it'd be good to kind of kind of hear that perspective, even though we don't have it. So like I have, you know, some some friends who, you know, definitely live in that space where it's her money, it's his money. And they just kind of, you know, pick and choose like somebody pays the mortgage or the rent. Somebody, you know, says, OK, they'll do this, this, you know, set of utilities or, you know, cover the kids school expenses or, you know, maybe they make decisions along the way as things come up, if, you know, hot water heater goes out or, you know, if they got, you know, got to get a new car or paying gas, like they just, you know, maybe they just have an understanding, you know, right. and, and, you know, I see marriages where that works, right? Or at least it, it appears to, you know, I, I don't have any like harsh rebuttals against it based on what I've seen in terms mm-hmm. of what's working for them because it appears to be working. Clearly there's a different conversation that's happening, um, you know, than the one that I'm used to. Uh, but it seems like, you know, people tend to work it out. It seems like there are opportunities where they can gift each other, where they go do things together. I've seen situations where one spouse will pay for a trip, you know, or a vacation somewhere. Um, and then maybe the next go around the next spouse, you know, pays for it. Um, you know, and I mean, who's to say that's not, that's not, you know, right. that's cool. Right. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. What, what have you seen on the other side? Um, I've seen, I've seen that. I've definitely seen that. I've also seen where, um, of course my money is my money. Your money is your money. Um, I've seen the the spectrum of like, Hey, I'll take care of the rent mortgage. And then, um, or basically I'll I'll take care of the, the essential. So like Mm. mortgage, rent, um, utilities, cable bill, all of that. I take care of all of that stuff. And Mm. you pretty much, you know, whatever extra you just do what you want to do with your money like i've seen i've seen both of those sides to where it's like um and not even necessarily from the breadwinner i just seen it from more so from from my side of it uh egotistical thing like no i want to i want to take care of the household so i'm paying everything right and you're so i've seen the aspect of my money is my money your money is your money and i've seen Mm. your money is your money my money is your money Mm. type situation so you know where where the guy like and this this example was from a guy but the guy paid for everything yeah and his wife was making um i mean a decent living for herself you Mm -hmm. know i I don't know how much she was making but it wasn't like she was working a you know an hourly wage type job like she was working like a high salary position, right? Yeah. So basically her money was her money. Whatever you want to do with your money, you do with it, but I'm going to take care of it. It was like a super old school type of mentality where like, no, I'm taking care of everything. And whatever you want to do with your money, you do with your money, right? And and so that that was kind of weird for me. (laughs) I was just sitting here like, that's, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, because, you know, the, the other example of where, your money is your money, my money is my money, but we're both contributing to the household. It's kind of like, I can understand that a little bit more, but it, it just takes a lot of planning and a lot of strategic um, understanding of, of budgeting and making sure things are getting paid when it's supposed to get paid. But yeah. the aspect of, I'm just gonna take care of everything and then you can do, I just, I don't know, bro, maybe I ain't that old school. <laughs> right. Look, I can tell you, and I'm not, I'm not ashamed to say it. I'll say it proudly. I, I've always said to my wife that from the very first when we were seriously dating and in a, a relationship, 
my view was that, hey, we both going to work and work hard to get what we need. And then yeah. when it comes that time, then we can scale back. But like right now, we are both go-getters. Like basically yeah. saying like, look, you go work and I'm going to work. Right, right, we're going right. to get, we're going to, you know what I mean? And I guess it's just a different time, bro. Like I'm just, I'm not really for the, I don't, I, I, so let me, so oh, let me ask you something then. So as okay. a man, because this is this is something that I feel like maybe I grew up dreaming about. Have you always had like this desire to to to, to be able to provide to the point where your wife didn't have to work? Is that something that you, as a man, like is that something that you want to do? Bro, I grew up like that. Really, like I mean, okay. my um, yeah, well, I grew up halfway. So like the first half of my my childhood, my mom worked, and then the second half of my childhood up until graduating high school. My mom didn't work. She got injured on her mm-hmm. job and she hasn't worked since, right? Even up even up to this point. So um my dad has always for the for the majority of my life has been the the breadwinner, so to speak, or the main provider of the household. And yeah. so of course, growing up in that environment, it it's ingrained in you, even if you don't want it to. Like you just see, like, okay, cool, you go and get it. And my mom does a great job of taking care of the home and you know, handling like she's a business partner with my dad. She takes care of the mm-hmm. finances. Mm-hmm. As far as like, you know, my dad might make the money, but my mom knows exactly where all the money is going. You know what I mean? So they were sure. a team in that aspect. Um, but for me, as I grew older, I started to recognize that, hey, the best way for us to get in the best position possible is for us to accumulate, for us to accumulate real wealth is going to need both of us working hard, right? And I, I've never been the type to just say, like, no, nah, let me just take care of everything. Now, don't get me wrong. I work hard to the point to where I want to be in a position to where my wife doesn't have to work a job that she doesn't want to work, right? Okay. That's that's more so of a dream for me, an individual dream, like to be in a position to where, babe, you go to work if you want to go to work, right? right? We're not in a position now to be like, oh, just, you know, take off. Like, no, nah, we... <laughs> We're gonna need you to pocket today. You know what I mean? I'm gonna need you to pocket. Yeah. Yeah, but that's more so of my aspiration to be in a position to where, like, hey, if you don't want to go, don't go. Yeah. Like we don't, you don't have to go. Like that. That's more so of my aspirations. But I'm not the old school type guy telling my wife like, no, you ain't got to just stay home. Right. Right. You stay home, take care of the kids, and cook and clean. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Like if if that's what you want to do cool i'm not telling you not to do that but you know i've always said like look even if i was in a position to where my wife did not have to work i would still say like hey babe fine figure out a business while you're at home mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like taking care of the kids that's a full-time job I, we all we know Facts. that that's a full-time job yeah. but my thing would be like hey babe whatever your passion is outside of like taking care of our home and, and our kids find, figure out that passion and let's work on that while you're yeah. not having to physically have to be at someone else's job because now we can just fund that and that mm-hmm. can turn into something else to where 20 years down the line we can do a we can do a role reversal right like you know what i'm saying like and, and that's just an honest thing that i think we have to we have to really start thinking in that mentality of uh, from a family unit. But that's just my you know that's my personal opinion. See, that's and and that honestly, like even that perspective or that experience makes me feel like having joint accounts 
make for a better environment of unity because I feel like there's there's the other side there's going to be this comp this unspoken competition um, that at some point to me from my perspective and I could be naive about this at some point it's going to rear its ugly head right like who's contributing more who's making the most money who's paying for the most bills you know if it just seems to me and I honestly believe that if you enter a marriage and you lay it all on the table and say, this is who I am, this is what I can contribute, or this is who I am, this is what I can contribute. Yes, clearly they're not equal, right? Um, but we're now one. So it doesn't matter who's bringing in what, because whatever is coming here belongs to both of us. To me, it dissolves the opportunity for confusion. Like it dissolves the opportunity for, you know, jealousy for insecurity because that's a big deal right like i mean you talk about right, we right, talk right. about men wanting to be the breadwinner in some of our you know previous episodes um there's this unspoken pride thing that happens you know to a lot of men i won't say to all men some men probably look forward to a wife that makes more money than they do you know but for for a lot of men or at least most of the men that i've been around there's always been that desire to like man i gotta bring the bacon home you know i, I gotta be the right, one right and if you're in this situation, you know, where, you know, you marry um, a wife and she either comes into the game or starts making, you know, considerably more than you do, sometimes that ego gets a little, little tainted, you mm -hmm. know, gets a little, little chisel on it. Um, and from the flip side of things, I've also seen experiences where women can hold things against the men, you know, if they aren't bringing a certain amount of money and if they aren't maybe meeting the needs of the home um, you know, or vice versa. It can be, you know, the men kind of lording over the woman if they are, you know, the main breadwinner. And, right. you know, and whenever they want to do something, there's no conversation about it. They're just like, no, I'm going to do it because it's my money, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and and that's, that's, that might be the extreme negative situations. And they're probably a lot more subtle things. But for me personally, I feel like you set yourself up in a marriage to avoid, you know, most of that if you at least come into the game together and, and granted if you didn't come into the game together it's not too late like at any given point you can make an adjustment later on and maybe that's maybe it's trust right like maybe people don't do that mm -hmm. coming in the gate because there's a lack of trust there's probably a still a little you know touch and tad of, of like selfishness meaning i'm an individual you're an individual we're just married but i'm still very much me you're still very much you maybe it takes time like maybe it takes time for those two people to kind of join together to see what the other person's habits are um, so that they can, you know, kind of join them together. So I don't, I don't know. Um, hard so, to say, right? So, and also with that too, I know other people who they might be married and one of the spouses are just not in the best financial situation. So they have to Credit, take on that. that. I get that. Um, um, yeah, yeah. For that, that, that's not a part of this conversation in my opinion, right? Because okay. that's just taking care of home. But the, the the beautiful thing of having a joint account and having that mentality is saying like, no matter what's coming in, it's coming in to us, right? Because mm -hmm. I, I I don't know if I said it on, on the podcast before, but look, it's been times where I've made more money than my wife and it's been times mm -hmm. when she's made more money than me. Like we've been like this our entire marriage. Like this is yeah. just how we've been. Back and forth, um, yeah. Back and forth throughout our entire marriage. And, and so because of that, and because of the way that we have things structured and set up, we never really feel it. Mm -hmm. Like it, it doesn't, 
compute to us someone is making more money than the other person because mm -hmm. everything is coming into one account and we're paying for everything out of that account and so for us it just looks like oh we might be you know we might have like five hundred dollars less in this season in our life so to speak and so then we have to adjust things right and, and so mm -hmm. But we never look at it as, oh, you need to go and get, you know, a raise or you need like that. That doesn't come up on the table at, at all because we just the way our finances set up. And, and thankfully for us, we had a very strategic goal at the beginning of our marriage to like prioritize getting out of debt and starting to save. So we were able to really clean up a lot of a lot of things within the first five years of our marriage. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, now that we have kids, we don't really feel that impact of some things that um, other people may feel because we were able to alleviate debt. And, you know, we're just kind of playing with house money at this point. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and so we have to adjust some things like, you know, coming up. But yeah. we're just in that season where things are not we're thankfully not affected because we were able to do some things early on in our marriage. Um, but, you know, Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Finish your talk. No, no, you're good, you're good. Now, I was just going to say, you know, let's not be, let's not um, forget that people sometimes have good reasons not to have joint accounts, right? Like, you know, yeah. you talk about sometimes it's child support, sometimes it's credit. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And, and yeah. maybe that's a very intentional thought, you know, for a couple to make and say, listen, if we, taxes, I mean, mm -hmm. You know, maybe there's a you know business owner versus somebody who makes a very consistent you know living, just getting a consistent paycheck. Um, you know, there's tons of reasons probably why they want to file a certain way. Um, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, it, it, you know, so so you know, to to anybody out there who is doing that and who has made those decisions for the you know for those sakes, I mean, we understand. You know, like yeah, we get it. Sometimes you gotta you gotta you gotta pimp the system. You know, to make it yeah. work out right out best for you, but. From a practical standpoint, from an ideal standpoint, um, right, right, you know, just that's in, what we're in, talking about. Exactly, from an yeah, ideal standpoint, I think you alleviate yourself a lot of future potential stress. Now, now, let's be real. You've got to have real conversations as a joint, you know, in a joint situation. Oh, one hundred percent. You've got 100%. you've got to dive dive deep in, and sometimes there's not enough conversations. Sometimes there's just assumptions. Sometimes it's uncomfortable to have those conversations, and they create tension and problems and issues because usually mm -hmm. in a marriage, you get a spender and you get a person that's more conservative with you, you get a savior. Yeah. Um, I, in my marriage, am probably classified as the spender, if you have to name me that, even though I'm not like a, I don't t tend to like waste money, Yeah. but I'm, I'm, I'm a lot more quick to just not think about it and be like, no, oh, let's do it. Let's get it. Let's go on this vacation. Yeah. Let's spend this much. Who cares? You know, my wife is like, mm, that ain't adding yeah. up. And, yeah. and obviously she's the one who, as you know, she keeps the books. She 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 knows where the money is at all times. She probably you know I, I have to check in with her every now and then to remember the names of accounts and all this kind of stuff because she knows it. She sets it up. Yeah. She does it. She does a great job at it. I'm thankful for her. We probably would be broke if it were for me, you know. But hey, <laughs> that's why I married her. What's up? Right, right. <laughs> and that is it's really the same for us as well. Like I I don't spend a lot, but if we were going between the two of us, I I'm definitely the spender. I'm more so of the even though I'm like, and you know that I'm frugal, but yeah. I'm the type of person to where if it's something that I want to get, I'm gonna get it. Like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna. That's like, the same way. Exactly. On yeah, like 
no vacation stuff like that i don't have to think about it like no we let's just go like oh okay, right we'll, like you know but we'll she's more yeah she's the type where i'll put it like this the best way that i can explain it is i will be like cool let's spend the 1200 to go on the vacation she is the type that will save a hundred dollars every month leading up to next year for the vacation and that's gotcha. the difference you know what i'm saying gotcha. the money is still there but the way that we get to that number we're completely different on, right? Like that's the yin and the yang. And so like, I get that. That's like you said, that's why you you have to find out some of those things before you get married. And that's another conversation that we don't have to really get into. But <laughs> right. I will say this, it's super important to have some very detailed conversations um, prior to marriage. And, and that's another episode that we can go into a little more detail in. Um, at a later time, but I just wanted to say that just for the people that might be trying to process some things in their head right, right now, thinking about getting married. Um, one thing you said though about having a joint account that I found uh, was crucial is just like you know finding out who's spending, right? And, and so mm. we have a it's like an under um, I use a, a unspoken rule is that anything over a hundred dollars, a phone call need to be made, right? Okay, so I like that if we are going to spend something and, and that's like if we're not together like so if i'm out by myself and i see something that i think may be beneficial to the household or whatever mm-hmm. no matter what it is if it's over a hundred dollars some type of communication has to happen phone call text like hey such and such i see this it, you know it's, it's going to be a little over over a hundred dollars whatever that just keeps us so we can keep things in a little more controlled environment you know do you have I mean? to do that with, with shoes or is that just for like things in the house? That's, that's what's in the joint account, right? Okay. Okay. So, joint account. I got you. Yeah, joint got account. You. Okay. No, I mean, what I'm, no, like that rule, what, yeah. whatever in your account, you do what you want to. I mean, got you. legal. Like, I ain't telling you to go, got and, you. you know, <laughs> but you know yeah, what I'm babe, saying? You know, I'm about to go get this. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Legal, yeah. whatever, you know. I got you. Whatever was in the spectrum of your, whatever you and your, your wife know, whatever y'all into. Um, we don't have to go there, but right. your your personal account, that's your money. You do what you want to do with that money. But in a joint account, anything over a hundred dollars, we have a phone call right now. Mm-hmm. Um, that helps us keep each other accountable. Now for our individual accounts, don't get me, don't get me twisted now, bro. Like if I come here with some new shoes, my wife is going to make it a point to notice <laughs> that she noticed that there are some new shoes coming in his house. Like, and, and that's the thing. Even even though that that's my own personal money, it's still that reminder to just be like, hey, that's your money, but let's still be responsible, right? And I, sure. I don't spend a lot of money on shoes, but I do buy shoes and watch. Like mm-hmm. that's just what I do. So she'll just make it a point of like, I've never seen those before. Like, <laughs> where yeah. did you get these? Or you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah. So, that's the thing. But yeah, but still. I did it with money that just saved up. You know, we've been in a pandemic and I haven't had to, you know, I'm not going out to eat like I would normally be going out to eat. So, hey, I got an extra, you know, $50 this week. So what yeah. we going to do with it? We gonna, <laughs> I might just we'll choose find, to buy some. Find them deals. I might find <laughs> some deals, you know what I'm saying? But um, yeah. yeah, so that that's, that's kind of like what helps us, you know, finding that number, uh, whatever that number is. Like that's just a predetermined number that we decided on because we felt that, Basically, anything under that, we're not gonna. It's not gonna hurt us, so to speak. Like if it's over yeah. that number, you know, we might have some funds already allocated in certain places, and it was like, hey, 
you know, just give me a heads up so we can make sure that things are in place. Cause we, we try to keep our budget as tight as possible to where we're not just having a bunch of money just sitting in our checking for like absolutely no reason. Like we can yeah. be using that money to invest or save or whatever. So um, yeah. that's just kind of like how we're set up our program. Yeah. And, and I would say for, you know, for any couple, like no matter what your um, standard is in your home, however you, you, however you and your spouse have decided to, you know, pay for the necessary things in your life, you got to have the deep conversations. Like you, you got to set goals together. You right. know, you got, you got to, you know, talk about what y'all want to do, you know, in this short period of time, what you want to become in this long period of time. Um, you got to have a trajectory. You got to, you got to make sure that you're headed somewhere with your money um, and not just like existing. And, and it's, you know, sometimes that conversation sounds like, well, you got to actually have money and do that type of stuff. But, you know, I'm here to tell you not necessarily like you can plan. You have to plan to get to a lot before you get there. You know, you, you yeah, have to, absolutely. you have to be able to see how you're going to get there. It just doesn't come. You know I mean? None of us are able to just say we won the lottery or, you know, we came up on this top, you know, music record or whatever it is that feels like a quick fix to financial issues. You actually have to process things. You have to learn each other's spending habits have conversations right. about each other's spending habits, come to terms with each other's spending habits, come to agreement about how y'all gonna spend on stuff, you know, spend stuff together and like really name the priorities and name the fun too. Like if there's stuff that you both agree that you just kind of want to blow some money on, just make sure you agree on it, you know, make sure it's something yeah, that y'all, yeah, you know, um, or find a smart way to get to that point where you can blow a little bit of money on some fun stuff. Um, so that you're not blowing through the, the things that you need. But the point is, you know, have those hard conversations. Sometimes it's, it's the, the the person that you marry is going to love and to spend money on things that you could care less about. That's the point of marriage, you know, yeah. to be able to learn how to appreciate the things that the other person is, that the things that they love to do and support it, you know. So right. how, if you have a non-joint account, uh, how can your money support something that your spouse does or loves and vice versa? Um, if you are joint, then make sure that you put it all on the table so that there's room for both of you to have some fun and, and, you know, kind of reach some of those dreams together. Yeah, no, man, I think, I think you summed it up perfectly just then. Um, honestly, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's just a cover. I think, what's most important is just the conversation, right? Like mm. um, in whatever route you choose, if you want to go with a separate checking account or a joint checking account, I just think there, there has to be communication. Yeah. I do not subscribe to the, <laughs> we just going to figure it out type thing. And, and, mm -hmm. and, and I want to say this too, like I know everyone is not on the same playing field financially, right? You have some people that are just really trying to make ends meet that mm -hmm. might be listening to this podcast and like, by no means am I trying to make light of that. What sure. I am saying is no matter where you are in your financial walk, there still needs to be conversations, right? Because someone making $20,000 a year, there's still room to make that $20,000 a year work better if y'all are having a conversation versus just like, no, we just, I'm just, all right, cool. Oh, I got to build this money. I'm paying it and not really having a conversation with my spouse about it because it's just, man, 
the numbers are there, right? And I don't mm -hmm. have the statistics, but the last time that I looked at it, divorce, the one of the main reasons for divorce, there's two things is infidelity and finances. Like that's just, is that, that's it. Like those yeah. are the, the reasons. So if we know that those are the two reasons, then we need to try to work on those two things before they come up. Yeah. And sim simply put. So, um, you know, that's just where I'm at with it, bro. Like, <laughs> What would you say to the couple who is listening to this and things have not gone well to this point financially? Like, and, and whether that's they don't have the ideal money-making situation or they've in some kind of way, whether it's one person or both people, dropped the ball in doing it together. And now there's hurt, now there's mistrust, now there's X, Y, Z. How do they get back on track? Okay. So the only way that I can answer that question is to fully put myself in it, right? Okay. And, and the reason why I say that is because I, I can only pull off of real, real life experiences. So for me, maybe year, maybe year two in our marriage, maybe year and a half, two, something, somewhere around there. It was just like, no, not even year two. This was early. This was like headed toward marriage where we decided to like, okay, let's figure, let's figure some things out. Mm -hmm. So our whole dating relationship, I was just struggling financially. Like, right, I was coming off, when I met my wife, I was legit coming off of just like working on my own, recession, people stopped buying beats. You know what I'm saying? It was just like, yeah. I, I was just trying to really figure it out. And so in the midst of that, I just were not doing things smart financially. So I was kind of living off of credit cards or living off of, just odd ends of making money and, and things of that nature. So my credit was bad. And so that was a conversation that we just didn't have. I was just like, honestly, just trying to avoid it really. And not even trying to, but like subconsciously like, okay, cool. As long as we don't talk about it, then it don't come up type thing. You know, it's, it's that, that mentality that a lot of people have in, in, in their relationships, not even just marriages, but it just came to the point where it was like, look, what, is your deal right mm. and it's like let's okay we're not gonna run from this like we both love each other we both want to be married but before we like really get deep in this marriage let's go ahead and figure this out so we just don't come up 10 years down the line and yeah. you're like that you're still doing the same thing you're doing now so it's like okay cool we laid everything out on the table so if that is you i would say lay all the chips on the table you can't hide anything i'm telling you anything when it comes to finances anything that you try to hide will come out it's going to mm -hmm. be a point in your marriage where y'all both y'all gonna want something and they're gonna have to get that credit ran as soon as that mm -hmm. credit get ran every little secret that you thought that you had is gonna come up right mm -hmm. and for me it wasn't the fact of secrets it was just like i just didn't make it a priority Right. I was mm -hmm. always working on, I think when I, when we got early on, like right before we got married, I think my credit was like maybe like a 520 something, like just low, like, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. a lot of that was just simply on because I was living off of credit cards, not having the knowledge of knowing that, dude, you living off a of credit card and you, you not paying, paying it off. You just like putting yourself more and more in debt. And so what I would suggest, just put all the cards on the table, bro. Go and run your credit. Go and um, not even worry about your credit score per se. That's fine. You do need that information, but run your credit. Find out what's on your credit report. You can go to like, I think it's freecreditreport.com, my annual credit report, one of them. 
and run your credit. Find out what's on there. Find out every line item like that cell phone that you thought that nobody was going to ask you about again, that little $70 that'll turn to $300. Like, no, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's on your credit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So look at everything, bro, from the top to bottom and, and truly work on it. Because as soon as you get that, that monkey off of your back, bro, I'm telling you, it's just like a world of progression that can happen because yeah. you're going to always be thinking about, dang, who do I owe this money? Who do I owe that money? And so, that's what we had to do, right? It was just like, because my wife was always um, financially responsible, right? Yeah. It was, I was really the one who just didn't prioritize my finances. And that's, you know, I'm sure deep down, if you go to therapy, you know, it's probably coming because that's just how I was raised. Like, I didn't have yeah. anybody teach me about finances. You know, I learned it on right. my own. And so that's what we had to do. And it worked out. And we, we caught it super early and made it a priority in our marriage to, to just like, look, not only am we're going to work on getting your stuff straight, you know, my wife still had like owed on a car and had a student loan. Right. Mm-hmm. So we was like, all right, cool. So, and, and what, what was helpful in that aspect was it wasn't just me. Right. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel like it was just like, Oh, I'm the, I'm the screw up. It right. was more so like, yeah, you got some things that your credit might be bad. And these things can be handled if you just, like attack them but also i got debt too that it just kind of sitting here let me aggressively attack this too and so i can say now we are we've been married for we got married 2012 so we're going on nine years this year so Mm -hmm. we are completely debt free like we don't owe any anybody anything we paid off all the cars all the student loans all the credit cards yeah um my credit score is in the 800s you know so i you know all of that but that was years process of, <laughs> a process right and, yeah. and so for people that's listening to this episode that might be in that position it's gonna take time man. it ain't gonna happen overnight <laughs> but you have to communicate effectively up front and just lay all the cards on the table and start to work on that now and, and formulate a plan to work on that because bro you just setting yourself up for failure don't don't wait and do it 15 years later when you can do it now you know what i mean just right. go ahead and do it Work. Right. You kinda you kinda just dropped all the gems that was needed right there, bro. Well, hey, it's just my testimony, man. <laughs> it's just my story. <laughs> it's just my story. It's just the truth. It's just really yeah. what happened in my life. So yeah, that's I mean, I, I feel like that's that's it, you know. That um, sound like the that sound like the, 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 the episode right there. Yeah, one hundred percent. You know, so for those, you know, um whatever you want to do. I, I think the most effective thing that we can take from this is just to learn to communicate with your spouse. Um, and what, I mean, even if, if you're the, it's our money or it's your money and, and it's my money or it's my money. And, and I mean, your money and, <laughs> and my money is your money, yeah, like yeah. whatever situation, whatever it is, um, just effectively communicate because while this has worked for us and for, for Mo, um, that might not necessarily work for your family structure, your dynamic. It might not be the move for y'all. So, you know, yeah. there might be different layers as, as Mo uh, spoke on earlier in this episode. So, hey, communicate effectively and work together to achieve your goals. But Black Man Think Podcast, um, make sure y'all comment, rate, review. We're going to start reading off some Ask a, um, ask a Black Man here soon. I know we, we had a couple of 
people send some um, questions in. But also, um, if you are on Clubhouse, we usually go right on there. Like we have a running, what is every Friday? Every Friday we do. Every Friday, uh, 10 10 p.m. Yeah, about 10 p.m. So we go in there and we do that there. But um, definitely join us if you can. And that's it, man. Keep sharing. Y'all been sharing, man. We, we've been growing and we've been appreciated. We are on YouTube. We got to get those YouTube numbers. We are on YouTube now. So if For sure. Are listening to this, make sure y'all go and subscribe on YouTube and see the actual video of us talking from, from Zoom in our um, <laughs> our cribs. Right. Black Men Think. That's, that's, that's the YouTube page. Yep. That's it, man. Absolutely. Hey, appreciate yeah, it. See y'all next week. The Black Black Men Men Think Think Podcast. Podcast.